Welcome to The State, the podcast where we talk about the state of key issues inside of the church. And my name is Nathan Frankhauser, and with me is a big group of guys. Yeah. And they're a big group of guys who picked on me this past... No, they didn't. They didn't pick on me past, this past week. Sean Dick, uh, Jacob Dolezal, and Adam Black. Say hi, guys. What up? Hey. Hi. This is awesome. Uh, so, so this is my first time on the state. I'm very, uh, very honored to be here. Everybody else is a returning guest, but uh, yes. thank yes. you for having me. And of course, behind the scenes, we have Miss Brittany Black. Say hi, Brittany. Hi. There we go. I love it. It just makes me happy. Okay, so last week we talked about parenting and entertainment, uh, and I was sitting across from the most attractive guest that I've had yet, which is my wife. So uh, that was no offense, guys. Sorry, but anyway, she's she's she wins. Okay, so so sitting across from Sarah, and we talked about uh, entertainment. But the problem was, is that we we ventured into video games, and of course that uh, that stirred up the hornet's nest a little bit because uh, my intention was not to just dog video games. My intention was to say, uh, what what do we do as parents balancing entertainment for our children? Because whether it's video games or movies or any of those things. Uh, it's an important thing to balance as a parent. And, and kind of the major takeaway from that, uh, that podcast hopefully was that until your children are trained to guard their hearts, mm-hmm. you have to guard their hearts. Exactly. So, and that's video games, that's movies, that's books they read, that's people they hang out with, Jacob Dolezal. So, I mean, it's, there's a <laughs> lot to all of this, right, where you got to watch what's going on. But this morning... Uh, what I want to do is I want to talk to you guys. I want to I want to discuss again, not talk at you. I'm going to sit back and listen a lot because I don't know squat about video games anymore. Uh, listen, the last thing I remember about video games yeah. was speed runs on Mario. Okay, so like <laughs> I you know, was just doing one of those like literally last night. <laughs> yes. and I'm not even joking. <laughs> I just recently found out that there are speed runs on Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Yes. Oh wow. That's fantastic, right? And then. When you watch those speed runs, which, by the way, it only takes a mere 15 minutes of your life away, uh, but when you watch those speed runs, you discover very quickly that uh, you don't remember the names of all the boxers that you once oh, did. Yeah. We all remember uh, King Hippo, yeah, right? King Hippo. But we don't remember the other guys, right? And yeah. so it's like I got Bald Bull, King Hippo. Soda Popinski, glass, glass, he's a first guy. Yeah, if you can't remember him, you got a problem, right? But then there's these other guys. I'm going, I didn't know that guy was in the game. Yeah. That's just <laughs> unbelievable. So, so we're going to talk about video games, and we're going to talk about that from a Christian perspective. But the first thing that I want to throw out to you guys, and it'll be kind of our first piece to talk about, is this. Uh, according to WebMD... WebMD, right? By the way, don't diagnose yourself. You'll have a problem, right? You know, uh, I've got a headache and I'm sneezing. I'm going to die tomorrow. So anyway, WebMD uh, article says this, compulsive video gaming is a modern day psychological disorder that experts tell WebMD is becoming more more popular. I fully agree with that statement. (laughs) Okay, go with it. And it's funny, we ju- we were just talking about this at the lock-in that we had last week. Some of the kids brought that up. How many that, kids were there, by the way? Uh, 21. 21 kids, yeah. 21 yeah, kids and yeah. nine, uh, nine leaders, because you need that many leaders to overcome. Yeah. Yeah. So keep going, sorry. So you were talking about oh, it at oh, the lock-in. Oh, yeah. Uh, some of the kids who came up and was like, did you know that playing video games is a mental disorder? <laughs> I tell my brother that all the time. <laughs> I, I like, want to meet that kid. <laughs> <laughs> I do too, because I've met all of the kids in our church and no. nobody talks that way. That's what it sounded like to me. It's like like Simpsons it's about three in the morning. <laughs> this, is, this is fantastic. Okay, keep going with it. So they tell their, their siblings this is a mental disorder. Yeah, and it's, fu- it's, I don't know if it's crazy or awesome that it's on WebMD as a, <laughs> right. but I'm, you see it everywhere. I mean, I have friends that will just, veg out they'll go home and immediately just turn it on and just do that yeah. the yeah. rest of the day yeah i think i think really i mean like on a super serious note i think some of the issues comes from the fact that people disassociate real real life reality with video game world and they find their reality in that and that's where you get like the whole like swatting thing um, yeah people like call swat teams on 
Uh, do you know about this? No, I don't know about um, this. Go ahead. It's basically like it happened like in Call of Duty, basically, where um, somebody will call the police and hear all the gunfire from the game and say that something's happening, and they'll send a SWAT team over to somebody's house. It happens a lot now since that live streaming has become so popular. So you'll be watching someone play a video game, right. and they'll kill you, and you'll be like, yeah. Ugh, well, fine, I'm going to call the police on their address. And then while they're live streaming, the police show up, <laughs> raid yeah. it, take the person Like, down. I'm going to a whole other level of yeah. frustration here. Wow, yeah, you have yeah. got to be that's kidding That's getting me. on that level of, okay, we have a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's <laughs> you know? a problem with that. Jeez Louise. So in the in this article, here's it's just fascinating to me, but in this article it says, at an addiction treatment center in Amsterdam in the Netherlands, teenagers and young adults begin detox by admitting they're powerless over their addiction. Like this is this is step one in any kind of recovery program. But these addicts aren't hooked on drugs or alcohol. They are going cold turkey to break their dependence on video games. Uh, it's just, it, it, it's a fascinating thing, but my, my point in bringing it up is this is a secular discussion, right? right? Th- yeah, this is right. not in the church. This, so so the, I think the first thing that we have, to, we have to be clear on is that Christians don't just hate video games. Right, right. The world is looking at it and saying, okay, there could be a problem. Yeah. There could be a problem. Now, add to that. We can have that problem with a lot of things, correct? Right. So let's be equal opportunity offenders here and say if you are going home and vegging out on video games, it's the same as the dad who goes home and vegges out on the television. Uh-huh. If the people that go home and veg out, well, they go to their sports, they do their things, and they, they neglect their family. You're on your cell phone too much. Yeah. Whatever it is, let's just be equal opportunity. You guys would all agree yeah. Yeah. that's a problem across the board. So, okay, so WebMD says that this is the case. CNN jumps jumps in and says that this is actually the demise of men. The demise of men. Listen to what it says. It (laughs) says, uh, and this is an article from back in 2014 somewhere, uh, is the overuse of video games and the pervasiveness of online porn causing the demise of guys? Right off the bat. The connection of, of... you know, pornography and video games, but let's go on. Increasingly, researchers say yes, as young men become hooked on arousal, sacrificing their schoolwork and relationships in the pursuit of getting a tech-based bug. Let's talk about this kind of arousal piece. Like, let's talk about not pornography particularly, but mm-hmm. what do video games create in us? What What is, what's so big about them? I definitely think that it comes down. So I can I can really speak personally on this. Of when I first got married, we basically kind of lived our life, and I was really into Call of Duty at the time, and I played every single night. I played with friends, and I met people online, and all these things. So much so that it really affected my marriage to the point where it was like, we have a problem. We need to discuss this. You know, you are forfeiting your marriage to video games. That really happened to me. And you never realize it until after the fact of, like, what has happened. And it was just, like, I found a sense of community that I didn't have anywhere else. So, like, I thrived for it. But then at the same time, I completely neglected every single thing else that I had in my life at the time. And so it was it was this weird, it's weird to say, like, the word arousal or whatever it is. But it was definitely this whole sense of I'm getting something out of this and I'm not getting somewhere else. Right. And that is, like honestly a really scary place to kind of be and like to go on the whole thing about like how this is you know the demise of men 100% agree with that because I was fortunate enough to like kind of break that habit of video (laughs) games and I've realized like I don't necessarily care about them that much anymore to like play that much but I I definitely think it's commonplace for 30 year olds and 30 to 35 year olds to still live at home in their mother's basement playing video games and it's prolonged adolescence it's never growing up and like that is such an issue and a demise to men because i'm i'm 30 years old and i feel like if i go talk to somebody else who's my age we shouldn't be having a conversation of like yeah i really i got a good kill streak last night it should be like what are you doing in your life like what's going on how your kids doing like whatever it is and yeah i think that the the scripture talks about redeeming the time like Mm -hmm. we we live in a fallen world we live in a lost world and we need to redeem the time. We're, we're not getting any younger. 
Mm-hmm. And, and life seems to be, I mean, of course, I'm the father of four girls, so I feel like life just keeps speeding up, and I don't yeah. know why that is, right? Uh, each kid steps on the fast-forward button more and more, but so life is flying by, but we got to redeem the time. And, mm-hmm. yeah, two grown men talking about their kill streak right. is far less edifying than two grown Christian men mm-hmm. talking about... Uh, you know, maybe the issues that they're working through to be better husbands, better fathers, better friends, better people. Mm -hmm. So what about the arousal piece for you guys? Like, I mean, Adam talks about in the beginning of his marriage, he's, you know, he's pushing into that a little too hard because it, it's awesome. Let's be, let's be honest. I mean, yes, I don't know anything about the, the newer video games, but Mario and those things were fascinating and you just got into it and it was, Mm -hmm. it was fun. Was the, the mental challenge piece. There's the, <clears throat> keeping your hands busy kind of thing and, and then there's that, that escape from the pressures of reality like you know you have bills you have work you have all this uh, just life in general so you jump into a video game and all that disappears and the next thing you know you're just you're just goofing and having fun I think it's there's a lot to the not growing up you know mm-hmm. my favorite song is Toys R Us Kid right it's never want to grow up it's painful <laughs> But um, so there's that that definite lure to just kind of escape, and it gets addicting. It's very addictive to just forget about everything you're responsible for and go be a kid. And it's just a thing of maturity. Once you realize that your kids are growing up, that time's passing by, you really you look at that and you go, wait a minute, I'm wasting a lot of time doing this. Of course, a lot of time doing this. And for me, it was when I went back to school. I realized that I kept saying I don't have any time for anything. I don't have time for anything. The problem was I was putting too much time in the video games and not in my responsibilities. Yeah. So um, recognizing that and breaking that was, it wasn't so hard once I realized, wow, you're just being a big kid. Yeah. Grow up a little bit. So um, for me, it was it was definitely just the escape. Yeah. Yeah, for me, more so it's the mental aspect, like trying to outsmart the other players, like almost like playing chess. Because you play around, and you're like, all right, next time I'm going to get him with the wrap around and just come it, around on the and flank. It feels it, great for that like yeah, victory, yeah. Yeah, and it's like that. It mentally sharp, like you're yeah. just like, okay, I'm going to get in here and I'm going to prove that I'm the best. Is yeah. really what it comes down to, and it's just finding other avenues for that. For me, just either doing it, something. I like think that's like the healthier side of gaming, though, too. But I think it's you know like we're all talking about. I think. Because I'm the same way. I love competition. And I think that's like a really good trait for people to have. Um, But when we only find it in video games, to me it kind of says like, okay, we've lost our competition in the real world and we only do it online. And that's that's where I kind of have the struggle of like, what are we doing specifically as men and Christian men? Instead of being like, I beat you at this game, (laughs) why isn't it like... I, I beat your car at the racetrack or my team won or whatever. Just different forms of competing. I yeah. like that side. We're yeah. losing that. Exactly. In in an article from gotquestions.org, it's just a kind of a Christian website that people go to a lot, but the question was posed, should Christians play video game? Not Christian men, but Christians in general. Mm-hmm. And I love the, the initial answer to this question, right? Completed nearly 2,000 years ago, God's word does not explicitly teach whether or not Christians <laughs> should play video games. And, and, and so that uh, that's an epic first line, in my opinion. But but there's an amazing amount of truth in it, in that, in that we say things like this, that, that the Bible is sufficient, uh, that the Bible is uh, the Bible is uh, infallible. You know, the Bible is is you know God's spoken word. It's inspired. This this is all true. That's fine. There are things the Bible doesn't speak to, as in the Bible addre- doesn't address video games. The Bible addresses the conduct of people. The Bible addresses our addictions to things, our obsessions with things. So, so it, you know, in that conversation about arousal, whether it's competition, whether it's just escape, whatever it is, um, the Bible does tell us that we have to keep all that kind of thing right. in check, right? We, I think we would all agree that we've got to make sure that we're we're holding ourselves back. But just so that everybody knows you that we're not going to, you know, you're not going to pick one particular thing and demonize it above all the rest, even something that the Bible does speak about, eating food. Right. 
right? The Bible says that man cannot live on bread alone. That means, number one, we need God's word. But it also acknowledges man cannot live on bread alone. You do need bread. Okay, but the same Bible that acknowledges you need bread says don't be a glutton. Because <laughs> you can take that to its ridiculous sure. extreme. Okay, so even something the Bible does expressly say we are to do, we can do, we can't do it unchecked. We can't just let it run. So things that the Bible doesn't speak to, uh, we should apply the same principles to, sure. which says, okay, let's keep this in check. Let's, okay, if your marriage is not in trouble, Uh, and your wife is, so let me do it this way. If your wife is saying you're spending too much time on your phone, your video games, and you're not, you're not helping me grow because we're, we're men. If you're married, you're a man, you're the head of the household. You're supposed to be the primary uh, spiritual guide. If you are not helping her, you need to knock it off. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. There's, there's that truth. truth. But if you're, if your wife is like, Hey, I think I can beat you in Mario Kart today. <laughs> so sit down and right. show your wife that she can't win. No. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> show her that you are better. Anyway, so so right here we've got this. That the scripture doesn't expressly talk about video games. But we are governed still by the scripture on what we should do. How, how are you guys, how would you govern you're speaking from a father's perspective. Mm-hmm. You guys are speaking from different perspectives yourself. I'm speaking from uh, an ignorant perspective on video games now because I'm a fuddy-duddy now. You're classically I, trained. We'll, we'll I'm classically trained. I love it. I love it. Okay, so so how would you employ God's general principles to something that I, the Word doesn't talk I think it goes like how many of us have binge-watched Netflix, you know, a series or whatever, it's kind of the same I'm thing. I'm too with, holy for of, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Never, I've never, 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 never. It's, it's kind of the same thing of just overindulgence. You have to be careful with that and, you know, take into account there's other things going on in life and you have to make time for life. So I think it's it's not just gaming that, that becomes a problem. There's, it's technology in general. We just, we're oversaturated with technology in this day and age and, you know, growing up as a kid, we watched Back to the Future, and we were, we saw all those cool things that could be and should you know, be, we, but they're not. Should be. We right. should have flying cars now. Come on, but we kind of looked forward to that as kids, and now that we're just saturated with it, it's it just takes over. Yeah, yeah. I I definitely think um, I think that there is such a longing for uh, community that we have now found it in video games that that's actually what the focus really is on. For me, for, from what I see, is definitely... I never experienced what the world experiences now as a kid with video games. And I love, like, I have a Legend of Zelda tattoo. Like, I love games. And, uh, but what has happened in the modern world, when, when we introduced headsets and online gaming, we've now taken away, and this is a business strategy on their end, but we've taken away the ability to play games with friends... And then we've said, but if you buy the system, you can talk to your friend online. And then you get this development of, I love talking to my friends online. I love playing. That's what I love about it. And then you go, oh, I only want fellowship. Like, I want ironing, sharpening iron. I want this, because that's, that's how I feel personally. And then you get that in video games, and you never get it in the real world anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's just like this whole distraction of, oh, I'm, I'm playing games for this, but it's never fully satisfying. Yeah. And like that's where I think a lot of issues come in too. That's that's good. Uh, well, I thought we, you earlier you brought up about competition in the game, but lack of competition in the real world. I think that speaks to a bigger problem with the social aspect of the video game. Yeah. I mean, you get on there, and it's like uh, it's like any kind of social media. Once you put a screen in front of it, you can just say whatever you want and not worry about what the repercussions are. But as Christians, like we need to be better than that you know yeah. we we have a higher calling especially as men exactly uh, that measure of anonymity is uh is uh, uh kind of a shot of bravery to some people Absolutely. in a yeah. wrong way right. which is i'm going to talk like a jerk and if you were face to face with me you wouldn't say anything especially like to younger kids yeah. i mean they're the worst <laughs> they're the yeah. worst yeah i mean you'll be on there and some little kid will just get on there oh you Effing yeah. suck. Yeah, right. like, I've been calling like, some names by 11 year old. Are you kidding yeah. me right now? Yeah. 
what's your mom say about what you're saying right now? Yeah. Would you say that to my face if you were actually? Yeah. Which of course leads to the reality that that mom often doesn't know That's right. what's going yeah. on, which right. which draws us back to parents yes. and making yeah. sure we moder- uh, monitor monitor things. It was one of the points listening to you and Sarah's podcast that I really wanted to just like scream scream at the screen because um, you're you're like my it's parents. like one of the things where. <laughs> Introducing Tommy into gaming was very uh, tricky because he's sensitive. He takes a lot of things to heart, and I know the kind of conversations that happen during games and, and on games, and just random people jump in and they just they just trash you. And um, so I make Tommy get into a chat party by himself most of the time. Now that he's older, he's got friends. I have to make sure I get in and, and listen. I have to jump in there and 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 I, I threaten him all the time. Don't tell your friends who I am when I get in your chat parties. I want to hear. Yeah. Natural conversation, and if you tell them, you're done. I'll just turn the game off for the day. Right. So he he doesn't tell his friends who I am when I jump in his chat parties. But um, there's been a few times where, I, dude, you need to unfriend this guy, and I don't want you talking to him anymore. Right. And as a parent, you kind of have to have that diligence of checking in on him. And Amanda's great. She'll walk up and she'll unplug his his microphone, mm-hmm. so the chat comes through the TV, and he's clueless of why she does it. Like, what'd you do that for? And he'll plug it back in. She's just checking on seeing what the conversation is going on in his chat parties. Uh, there's a huge social aspect to gaming now mm-hmm. that, you know, that's another addiction part of, of gaming is that I, I think it's kind of a false sense of, of fellowship. I think that's where you're going with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you get that fellowship, but it's not very edifying like, like we need from the church. We need that edification and, and just building each other up. And a lot of it on gaming is just tearing down. So for for me as a dad, I really have to check in on my kids and be careful with that. And this really, to me, a kind of uh, is the precursor to what will be the problem with virtual reality. <clears throat> this is the precursor. Yeah. When you're on a chat and you're and all that's up there is an avatar, you know, some 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 sort of you know thing that imitates you or, or is uh, is representing you. Uh, you're anonymous. You can say and be and do whatever you want. The problem is. That often becomes the person that that often is the person you really want to be in real life. You know, the Bible right. tells us, "Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks." Right. Which means, when you're on your video game chat and that's kind of nonsense that's coming out of your mouth, the truth is that's who your heart is. You're a religious Pharisee around your parents and around your uh, wife and around your church family <laughs> when you maintain order of your mouth. But the truth is, you know who you are behind the scenes, right? So that's a problem. But this is all a precursor. This is all just showing who you will be full on when virtual reality hits. Mm -hmm. Because then you'll escape to that world and you get to be the person. Right. You You just get to live out being the person that you wish you could be. I think this is, it also speaks to the massive amounts of insecurity that are found in our world. Like people are not secure in who they are because they've not had somebody sit around them and say, here's your value. Here's what God has made you for. Here's what's unique about you. So they have no self-worth. They get onto video games. They become another person Mm -hmm. and they love that person. He's strong. She's quick-witted, you know, whatever it is. And you get to kind of bully people around and it's like, that's, but that's not real. And you need to come back to real life. And and we're not setting our kids up. And I keep going back to you because of course we share a similar thing. We're setting our kids up for failure in the workplace years from now Mm -hmm. when we teach them, (laughs) when we teach them that, or when we fail to teach them how to interact with people, right? Right? Like when you're at work, you can't tell them they suck. <laughs> you, know, you will get fired. People like and, I mean, you were just saying it though too. Like, you know, they like this person that they can be. And I'm sitting there going, yeah, that's because they don't know who they are yet. And it's exactly what you said. But the problem is they're trying to find out who they are through this. Yeah. And yeah. that directs which way they're going rather than being like, because we were talking about like trash talking and things like that. I am a, a firm believer of like, Good, healthy trash talk among friends is like a growing opportunity. It's banter. Yeah. It's, yes, yeah. it's fun and it challenges people and it's 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 good in nature. Um, but what happens on you know Xbox or whatever it is when you're dealing with people is it's it's pure hatred. I yes. want to get to yeah. this person where they break down and they can't continue anymore. No longer like <laughs> wow. oh you're just stupid. I can't believe you shot <laughs> me. Like like no no competition. Yeah. Right. Just pure hatred and it's like. Oh boy, like we need to really fix this. But like that's, you know, we're all talking about 
that and it's a sense of this is what I love, the coming together and talking about this because we're sitting there going, oh, I, I like doing this with people, yeah. not for the harm, but just for fun. It would be better if we had headsets on. I was was actually going to send you guys a message and say, for the podcast, you must bring bring your headset and your your favorite controller. And I would have been the dork sitting over here going, I don't even know what we're doing here. Totally would have been. Yes. So, but, you know, I, I love this. I love a couple of things about what you said. Number one, a lot of the, the young generation, they're trying to figure out who they are. Yeah. The world they were born into includes video games. Mm-hmm. I grew up, the video game kind of came into its own, you the same way, because you're old like me, yeah, right? So, but but video games came into kind of the, the forefront of things, and we started to cut our teeth on this as we as we went. This next generation has come into the, the video game generation where everything is phenomenal, it's so real. Adam right. talked about this last week, yeah. I think in the postcast, where it's like everything is vivid, everything is, the graphics are amazing. But they, they've come into this world playing these games, and they are discovering who they are through the game. Yeah. So there's a part of me that has to kind of take a step back and say, well, it's like a kid being born into a world where they their family played sports for years. Mm-hmm. I've got to embrace that that's where they're going to find themselves. Mm-hmm. At the same time, monitoring them. Yeah. <laughs> At the same time, going, okay, hold on, let's make sure that we, you know, keep some reins on this. There, there's so many things being said uh, that are just. That's why we're having this conversation. Right. It's just a fascinating thing because you guys bring different perspectives as people who actually play the games. Let me throw this out there. The Gospel Coalition posted an article. Let's see, back in 2012. So this has been some time now. Um, which agrees with everybody's assessment right here. There's no question we are facing a crisis. A number of men are shrinking their responsibilities, finding fulfillment in trivial things, and abandoning abandoning crucial spiritual and academic pursuits. Mm -hmm. That's the alarming and accurate claim of a recent article about video games, damaging effect on young men. It's the latest in a long string of articles that examine uh, and decry this medium. But this article goes even further than most by associating video games with pornography as twin threats to young men. So I know that we're talking about video games, but I want to throw this out. It's four guys sitting in a room Mm -hmm. talking about video games, which is primarily fact. It's primarily a guy thing. Okay? Don't get me wrong. We know that lots of girls are now playing, but, but... Pornography also used to be a primarily guy thing, right. and now it's yeah. it's invading other worlds. What is the connection between video games and pornography, and how do we be diligent to Dis- combat that disassociation from what actual love and you know proper use of sex is, and disassociation of what community and fellowship actually is? Okay. Uh, one of the things that Sorry, I'm going deep on this. It's it's epic, and I need you to go. This is it's one of the things like I talked about earlier. Like I struggled with these things in my marriage. I struggled with pornography in my marriage. I'll be very open about that, and it's something that is. um, This is not my scapegoat, but my father kind of bailed on me when I was 15, and I haven't really talked to him since. So, literally half of my life, I had to learn to be a man, like in in the sense of like what does it mean to be like a Christian man, all these things, and. My, my natural personality is to pursue knowledge myself. And so I read so many books and so many articles and things like that. And I learned things, but that doesn't mean I went through the crap first. Um, and I think what that really comes down to is everybody who is who's going through these things or starts associating with this is they're looking for a father figure to teach them the importance of what this is. And there's no longer that in the world. There's no longer the father figure to say, hey, you're watching pornography, but this is not what it's supposed to be. This is what it's supposed to be, and it's good, you know? Like, like we've now perverted it into something else. Video games, this is fun. This is entertainment. Pursue it as fun and entertainment in that capacity. Don't pursue it as your value as a person, yes. right. you know? And, like, I, I really feel strongly on those things that it's just we, we've completely turned it into something that it's not. Yeah. It's, it's, it's become this, um, this whole lifestyle you have Twitch TV, you have YouTube, all these gamers, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like like you were saying, they're teaching your kid what a man does, how a man acts and, mm-hmm. and walks, and it's 
the internet is kind of the connection between the two. There's so much out there. I mean, when I was a kid, your buddy had to steal a Playboy from his dad or something like that to, right. to see stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You just pulled up on the internet with, you know, a couple clicks. Mm-hmm. So it's so easily accessible that, for me, it, it scares me because my kids just have so much access to so much information. That um, comes down to being a, a good parent and paying attention to what my kids are doing. Mm-hmm. You know, even on downtime, it's just it's out there and. I think the connection to the two is definitely just the ease of, of getting to that stuff these days. Okay. Fortnite was free. <coughs> it's, it's, it's just taken over. It was free to, to download. Okay. And that's an amazing concept in like today's world. Yeah. They're now making video games that you play online for free. Right. Like you don't even have to pay for them anymore. Like that's outrageous. Right. Yeah. Is it just like in-game thing, in-game purchases, yes. or in-game what is? Yeah, like you, you pay for yeah. like outfits and like just little add-ons. You can play the game one hundred percent for free. It's just all this is is wise business people understanding how to keep yeah. making money from a system because you know I think the people that got kind of if you if you took the business model of video games in the present world and you showed it to those people that created the first video games, they'd go, man. We should have thought harder about how to make money because people make right. some serious money oh, in this. Thoughts on what the well, connection I, is there? I think Adam summed it up really well. It's it's just people looking for things that they don't feel like they have in real life. So nerdy kid at school doesn't feel like he has any friends. Oh, uh, oh my gosh, if I get to put on a headset, I have all these friends because I'm so good at this. I can't find a girlfriend. I don't know. I don't know what to do about love. Okay, well, let me just take a few clicks and go look online. I mean, it's just—it's really sad, is what it is. What people can turn to the fact that somebody sat down and said, "I should do this and make this available for everybody." It's just like, what? Do you realize what the repercussions of that one instant into all of society is? I think. I think along the specific lines of Adam's comment, disassociation with reality, right? So we, we disassociate with reality. Reality dictates that, that uh, a relationship has its good moments and it has its bad moments. Relationships dictate that we have, we have um, among a you know, God-ordained marriage covenant, you have, you have sex. It's fantastic. It's a wonderful thing. God made it. It's for a purpose. You, <laughs> it's not just for the pleasure of it, but there is pleasure in it. And then there are, there are drought seasons. There are times when married couples, you're like, sorry, that's just not the thing that we're, we're here for. We're, we're not doing this. We've got a task. But disassociation with reality says I can have pleasure 24 seven. Right. True. Why would you want to pleasure 24 seven? Like, I think you'd go crazy. You just don't know you'd go crazy. Um, we, we've all read the articles of people who've played video games to the abandonment of eating and they died. Wow. Yep. And you're going, yeah. <laughs> you, you just, if you seriously, you killed yourself by playing video games. There's no extra man in this, right? You know, you, you died. That instant pleasure disassociated from reality mm-hmm. caused them to, to literally end their life. I mean, this is brutal. So, so I think that is a big component to it. And it is a deep subject and something that we could spend a lot of time uh, discussing, but we got to make sure that we teach our kids, listen, it's fun to enjoy a fantasy world. It's in, it's fun to enjoy, you know, different things, but there are things that do have to be, the lawn has to be mowed. Right. Okay. Right. Whether right. you like it or not, yeah. the lawn has to be mowed. Hey, by the way, if you don't have a paycheck paying the electric bill, you won't play any more video games. Right. 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 We've got to be able to teach them this. And I don't know that we're actually doing this. So, so there is a connection, yet the connection has a lot to do with our, our kind of bad view of reality. With the reality kind of bites, and we right. want to escape from it. Yeah. But there are things in reality every day that I think are wonderful that we miss. Uh-huh. I think this is where the value of reading, this is the value of, of looking at artwork and, and really you know, studying those things has benefits. So the Gospel Coalition posts this article, and then um, a, a guy by the name of Tim Challies, he posted in 2016, so four years later, right? He, he says this, If you're a gamer, or a Christian gamer at least, You've rolled your eyes through a hundred articles by now, 
each one telling you why your gaming is sad, wasteful, and pathetic. <laughs> you're immature, you're addicted to pleasure, you're a dopamine junkie, which of course is a scientific issue yep. that we have to deal with this. Dopamine's a wonderful thing, right? Um, you might even have found yourself compared to a porn addict, since in many minds, porn and PlayStations go hand in hand. That's not what this uh, what the article actually that's not what the articles actually say, of course, but it sure can feel like it. Gamers are an easy target and a lot of people line up to take their swings. So on so in the beginning of this discussion, we talked about the world's view, WebMD, CNN, they talk about it. Now we've moved to the Christian worldview that says we have a problem with men. We have a problem with our youth. It does include video games and pornography. This is a real deal. But then we have people like Tim Challies who comes out and says, okay, you've probably been, you know, accused of being pathetic, wasteful, and sad, but here's the deal. Some of this is redeemable. Some of this is, it's, it's neutral. It's morally neutral. You can play it and it's not that big of a deal, but you must put some governing uh, pieces in place to, to run you. So he gives a list of things that he thinks we should keep in mind when it comes to uh, video games. Number one, admitting that we're we're creatures that are created to enjoy entertainment. God made us this way, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Is it everybody would agree with that? Yep. Here, yeah. like entertainment's a cool thing. Sure. Yep. Right. Okay. So he says entertainment is a good thing. You should enjoy it. But then he throws this one in, and it's where the conversation changes. Discard or skip the bad video games. Sure. Okay. Now let's talk about it. So the first thing that came up last podcast was was just I only chose Grand Theft Auto because it is the number one franchise in video games and it has been for years, okay? But the problem is is there any well the question is is there anything redeemable about Grand Theft Auto? Jacob, throw in your thoughts. Well, I mean <clears throat> Grand Theft Auto is the tamest thing that you can do in the game. I mean, take somebody else's car. Right. Which is uh, not redeemable. No, okay, so not. I'm just, I'm just, that's my thought. Okay, so I mean, Adam's mad at me now, but it's no, okay. No, no, I, it. uh, I mean, I bought the game because all my friends bought it. Yeah. But the thing was, like, I, I didn't play the story mode. In the story mode, you get really deep into what the garbage is right. of the whole game. Right. And, I mean, all I do is just run around in the city with my friends right. and getting their stuff, and we just go drive around. And, and that's what I do. Yeah. yeah. So so discarding the bad ones, you don't have to well, stay on re- that game by any means. The reality means, is, it's like a song that you listen to as a kid or a young adult, and then your child grows up and sings that song, and you go, whoa, I didn't realize those lyrics were even <laughs> in that song. Right? So I, I played Grand Theft Auto, and then my son, who's sitting next to me on the couch, I'm looking at him, and I'm going... Maybe we shouldn't play this game, so we right. we stay away from those kind of games. And um, you know, you can't even go by the, the ratings on the video games anymore. You right really now. have to uh, know what content's there. Yeah. See, and, let me just say something from a from an in- ignorant guy on modern day video games. You don't need a rating with a game called no, Grand Theft no. <laughs> okay. right, right. Yeah. I'm moving on from this. So that makes you the bad guy, though. Sure. Right. Sure. And this principle, skipping the bad ones, is going to make you the you're the fuddy duddy. In this, are can we embrace this for the gospel? Sure, sure. Well, so I have I have an interesting perspective on yeah. this though because I, yes, we should not partake in things that we know are bad, but in certain aspects, I have taken and partaken in things that are considered bad that have redeemable outcomes or endings, and I feel like that is a direct reflection of like my life and many other people's lives. Okay, where we go through something bad. We go through these terrible things, but at the end, God redeems us. And so, like, in Grand Theft Auto, it's one of those cases, like, it's a, it's a bad game. I'm not I'm not saying it's a good game. But at the ending, it's like, I'm done with this. Like, they're hanging, they're hanging up their crime shoes. They're never doing this again. Okay. And it's like this whole thing of, we went through what we went through, and we're done with it. Right. So it's kind of, in, in that sense, without Jesus in it, it's redemption on that end. Okay. And I think that there's a really cool thing that we as Christians can take away from that is... Don't throw the baby with don't throw the baby out with the bathwater just because it looks bad when we know that the end could be something different than what it is. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, so skip the bad ones. That is going to be an ever vigilant pursuit. 
Okay, we're we're always we're gonna. Truth is, you're probably gonna play a game, and then get into a place of the game, and you're like, "What in the world is this doing here?" I mean, that the kind of I hear that all the time. People are like, "I didn't even what is that?" Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. So okay. So his next piece, uh, play and freedom. Let's explain this. Many games engage the reward system with the human brain, the same system that can lead to addiction. Uh, even when games don't lead to full-blown addiction, they can lead to compulsive use. Late nights, neglecting more important responsibilities. We kind of talked about the, the husband re- neglecting his wife. We got we to be careful. This quality of games is both their strength and weakness. Without it, they would be boring, <laughs> right? Of course, we, nobody wants to play the boring game. Nobody does. Um, the just one more turn or just one more mission effect is part of the draw and the thrill of playing a great game. But we need to be careful that we uh, assuage the potential of addiction or out-of-control gaming with integrity, priorities, and self-control, the stuff of Christian character. Right. I can't write a better paragraph, right? Amen. So, right. So thoughts on this, like making sure... That you say no when you're being checked by the Christian character. We're all we're all Christians here, right? We're not talking to the people outside. Right. But for us, we have the Spirit of God within us that's saying, Whoa, Nathan, yeah, one more time, but one more time's too much for you right now. Right. What do you how do you stay vigilant there? That's a good question. <laughs> it's a hard one. It's a hard question. Because it's it's like anything. It, it's just having that self-control of going, I really need to go to bed. Sorry, yeah. but I've got to turn this off and take care of my, my duties tomorrow. So it's bedtime. You know. But we live in a, we live in a culture <clears throat> in which self-control is viewed as the bad thing and, um, and being more uh, free-flowing and just being honest with everybody and just being real. That's the term, right? We sure. I just want to be real. Yeah. The problem is, is that real is out of control, and that's that's not always a good thing. Right. So right. self-control, right. you named it, and that's even a bad thing in our culture. Right. Self-control. It's it's a bad thing in our culture, but it's not a bad thing within the Christian um, community. You know, okay. that, that's that's part of community. You, you need to make sure that you're in Christian community, so you have that that positive outlook on on what the world says is bad okay we know better fair enough we know, I like it. we know the goodness of god so yeah i think i think a good word for it's discipline okay and you know at the end of the day if we're trying to accomplish any task whatsoever it requires discipline to do so and if the if our end goal is to spend time with our wife or to wake up early the next morning we have to sit there and go okay i'm not going to play one more game it's fine that you partook in the game. You got to stop. It's a self-control. Yeah. And uh, I, I mean, I play with guys all the time though too. And that's they say that to me, like, "Hey man, you got time for just one more?" Oh yeah, they and encourage sometimes, it. You know, sometimes they wrote me in, like, "Yeah, okay, I guess I do." And then it's like, <laughs> and then it's like, "No, I, I don't have time for them. I have things to accomplish." Because mm-hmm. like they'll play games, and, and then after that, I'll stay up for two more hours and I'll work on creative projects that I have. I don't just, you know, play this and then crash. I'm not cutting it that close. I've got things I want to do. So I think the discipline's a huge, huge issue. So we've got self-control, we've got discipline. No, I agree completely with both of you guys. I mean, that's really what it comes down to is uh, making the responsible decision, especially as as a Christian. I mean, you want to be a good example to your unsaved friends that if you play with them, is like, oh, come on, man, let's go. It's like, I have to go to church tomorrow. I... I have yeah. to work in the morning. I right. can't just yeah. stay yeah, up it all doesn't, night. It doesn't always just have to be, I got to go to church. Right, you could, right. you can be showing them that you are highly responsible by saying, listen, I got to get up for work and I need good sleep or I'm yeah. not going to be good for my boss yeah. or for the sake of the, the company. And I think that's an important yeah. thing. Go for it. I was just going to say, because like one of my personal biggest annoyances is when I wake up the next morning to go do something and somebody's like, man, I'm just so tired. I'm like, oh yeah, what'd you do? And they're like, oh, I just stayed up late playing video games. And I was like, that's your own fault. <laughs> yeah. Like, right. like right. It, it bothers me, you know. Yeah. Uh, in in a part of the message that I'm going to be bringing tomorrow to to our church uh, is Second Peter chapter one verses one through I believe it's seven uh, total. And it, it's amazing because what it does is it talks about the indicatives 
of uh, of what God has done for us, what you know, who we are as people, indicative being you know what indicates who a Christian is, and then it goes into some imperatives which says how we ought to be, like how we should live our lives. It says, it says this. It says, um, uh, seeing that His divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness, God has given us power. Uh, to live a godly life through the true knowledge of him who has called us by his own glory and excellence. For by these he has granted to us, it's, a, it's an indicative, it's a fact, he's granted to us his precious and magnificent promises so that by them you may become partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. Now we get to the imperatives, like here's what we should do in response. Now, for this very reason also, applying all diligence... Whose diligence are you applying? Your own, not your right. grandma's, not your dad's, right. not God's, yours, right. right? Applying all diligence in your faith supply moral excellence. And in your moral excellence, knowledge. And in your knowledge, self-control. There's that buzzword. Yeah. But look at the order. This is fascinating to me. Okay, so diligence produces, uh, diligence produces self-control. Self-control, perseverance. Because when you are a self-controlled person, you can persevere through yeah. the, the you yep. know, hard times, right? Yeah. Perseverance, the next in the line, to your perseverance, godliness. If you're a self-controlled person, you will persevere through the, the temptations. That reveals a godly character inside of you, right? And then it says, and to your godliness, brotherly kindness. You really want to love your brother? Well, you have to start with being self-controlled. You have to start with being perseverant. You have yeah. to start with being godly. Then you get to this place where you are you are loving your brother, and you do brotherly kindness through love. Love is at the end of this whole chain, a, a chain that somewhere in the beginning begins with this idea of self-control. Yeah. Now, God doesn't say be self-control, self-controlled. Um, with no help whatsoever. Second Peter 1 says, first of all, you've been given the Spirit of God. Right. So that's first. Second, though, is Christian accountability. Right. Christian accountability. My mind, if I was in, in that world, I would need somebody that says, okay, Jake, one more is not enough. You're going to keep going, so just stop now. I'm going to need that right fellow Christian brother to jump in and say, yeah, we've probably been going too long. Yeah. Even though I'm a Christian because I love the game or I love the enjoyment right. of that. So speak to that. Do you guys do you guys play games online in community with Christians or is it whoever will join? So, or is it a good mix of both? So most of the time I play with friends like that I went through youth group with that we okay. just and so hopefully they're Christians. I, I don't know how, how far, but uh, recently I got a chance to play with Adam and Noah Allen. And hopefully they're Christians too. It was the most fun I've had in a long time because we're all we're all Christians. Right. That's all first in our minds. Yeah. And then we get to enjoy this too. Right. So you know, there's not crap going on. Of course. In our conversation of what. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was just, it was so much fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. So for me, I've, I I've been playing. <laughs> <laughs> Bam! Right. Sorry, I had to throw that old job That, for that me. Jake, he's a funny guy. <laughs> for me, I started playing a lot, way before I became, you know, involved in church and just, I, I would say saved. Um, so I've got a good mixture of, of, of friends list. I, I was telling Jake I have like a hundred and, 20 people in my friends list and not all of them are Christian but I can tell you that a lot of them will send me messages when they're having an issue and say hey pray for me and this is over you know PlayStation Network or, or a message or whatever so they know you know who I am and what I believe in but I don't just abstain from people just because of their religious beliefs or whatever I'm, yeah it's more of a you're in the world just, you yeah, can't leave it the friends that I have in my friends list are people that I can tolerate like if, if right. you're just if you're just mean if you're just trash talking all the time, I'm not gonna add you as a friend. It's just right. how it is. Right. Um, so there are opportunities every once in a while to edify and help people, and and keeping diligence and self control, uh, it shows through and people see that and they they do recognize. Hey, he can he can pray for me and he can talk to me through an issue or whatever. So yeah. Um, 
that's that's kind of of where as Christian brothers we can we can really kind of focus our time while gaming on God even though we're you know we're, we're entertaining ourselves yeah awesome I, I know for me um, ever since God kind of checked me on open ice about like my video game addiction in, in the past years ago um, I any of my friends can attest to this, Noah specifically. I only play with two people. Jacob was the first person that we played with for years. Um, so I only play with, like, two guys. And they're both Christian guys who I love and can, like, have hold me accountable to things. And, and same with them. So for me, I'm, I'm the friend that is going, maybe we shouldn't play games tonight. How about we go get dinner instead? Like, I'm that guy. So I definitely think it's super important that when you do play the games and you do jump in, to surround yourself with the people that you can be like, okay, I'm not going to get brought down by this today. Right. I know that at the end of the day, I can I can leave the conversation and not feel judged, or I can say the name of Jesus in the conversation and not be like, oh my God, who's on this chat? Like, who's going to get me? Mm-hmm. You know? Right. And so like, <laughs> I, I purposely make it so that that's what I surround myself yeah. with. So, so obviously that is a key component. It's community is a key component. This was actually Tim Challey's next piece, which is play in community. I think as Christians, <clears throat> Christian men specifically, uh, and, and, as, and definitely when you combine video games and the pornography epidemics that are going on here, accountability is vital. It, all day long, every day, men will get in contact with another fellow brother in Christ and they'll say, I'm struggling with a porn addiction. I need you to hold me accountable. There's websites for this. There's all kinds of good accountability. We just need to be as diligent on video games as we are, in yeah. my opinion, uh, on anything. Don't get me wrong, but the subject for this podcast, of course, is video games. And so we need to, be cha- we need to challenge each other on that, which means sure. we have to go into... Whatever we're doing, video games in this case, knowing that we need to surround ourselves with fellow brothers or sisters in Christ that are going to say, yeah, we've been doing this way too much. Or, hey, you know, your wife has walked by the screen about 13 times giving you a stare. It's probably time to listen to her. You (laughs) know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's... I get about three of those. (laughs) Yeah, well, good. I think think one would be sufficient for anyway. Okay, so... But anyway, so I think that's important. His last piece was embracing the challenge, and here's what he says. I know it can seem silly to build an imaginary army to invade an imaginary nation or to serve as fictional mayor over a town that exists only on a screen. And sure, there's something a bit silly about it all, but each of these scenarios represents a challenge. A challenge is at the very heart of gaming. Whether the game is about solving puzzles, conquering worlds, or completing an adventure, great games face us with difficult situations and challenge us to overcome them. So I want, I want to take it beyond this because we just talked we talked in the beginning about challenge. Like, it's fun. You can play a game of chess and be challenged, and that, that's good for your mind. It, it works really well. But I think being challenged in an imaginary world helps cultivate your imagination. And I think there are a lot of people that look at video games and they say things like, it's a waste of time. You're a fictional mayor in a fictional town. You're, you know, it's an imaginary army invag- uh, 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 invading an imaginary nation, right? All this other stuff. But my issue is, my issue is with creativity in a nutshell. There was a, a YouTube video by a guy named Andy Wilson, and he's a son of a pastor. He's really a smart guy, writes fiction novels, and he challenges the view of reality that we all have. He says in the video something like, um, something like people talk about not wasting their time on video games and movies that are fictional and not in reality because we got to live in the real world. And his point, which is so beautiful, he points out to them, he says, hold on a second. The real world that we live in is not fictional? You mean the world that we live in that's a rock floating around a ball of fire in the sky (laughs) at Mach 88? You mean that real world that's not fictional? You mean the world that we live in in which worms liquefy themselves, completely liquefy, and they reconstitute themselves into a moth? You mean that fictional world? Are you talking about the fictional world in which the Bible tells us the story of the first giant killer? A giant with six fingers? His point is... God has created this 
fanciful world of imagination. We should embrace that. We should get into that always with limitations on not neglecting our families and things like this. But there is a value in imagination. Last piece of this, of this podcast, what, what, is, what have video games done for creating a better imagination in you? Or a better challenge, a better competitive spirit. Not a bad competitive spirit, but let's do, let's do imagination and challenge competitiveness. What's it done for you? <laughs> you guys I'll fun? jump in no I, yes. I've, got so, awesome. I've got so much because this is the side that I love okay because you know we can talk about the negative all day long but there's been yeah. so much positivity in my life from video games okay like I said earlier like I have a Legend of Zelda tattoo and uh specifically like that game that game actually brought me closer to God and closer to a uh, creative understanding of like how to think and like if people know that game, they know that it comes from like a Christian background. Like that game is basically a, a creative version. It's like Lord of the Rings style, right, right, basically. Right. And so like I saw God through that. I read a book called Zelda and Theology. Like they're like it's a connection. But also in the same time, like my grandpa taught me how to play that game. So like in that sense, like I hold this game in a high regard because I grew to love my grandpa more. Okay. And it was like this really beautiful thing of like not many people get that. Right. So like some people, you know, it's like they're working on a car in the garage with their grandpa. My grandpa didn't want to do that. He wanted to play video games. Right. So I got to grow with that. And so like it just always sparked my imagination to look at something from the perspective of what am I taking from this rather than what is it telling me? Yeah. And like so many times like it, I, I view it the same way with music is music's beautiful. It can easily be perverted into something else. Video games are beautiful. It's art. There, to me, there's no difference between a movie or a book than there's a video game. Because there's good books, there's bad books, there's good movies, there's bad movies. There's good video games, there's bad video games. It's another form of art that we have to look for the story in. Yeah. And I, I love that so much. But we have to look for the story yeah. in it. And we have to see so, so if I hear you correctly, that mutual, the creativity that maybe was in Zelda... Uh, and anybody who kind of rolls their eyes or freaks out about, uh, you know, I, I came closer to God because of Zelda, they need to kind of check their heart because we did, many people came closer to God because of Lord of the Rings and C.S. Lewis and uh-huh. Narnia and all this other stuff. So mm-hmm. so it's like, just, you know, take a deep breath, you know, but, uh, but uh, so one, one side is that, but the same creative structure of Zelda brought uh, you and your grandpa together a little right. bit better. And so, so there is a, yeah, there's a well, and, and it's and it's stuff that comes out. You know, I talked about this in the last time. Is there's things that come out uh, later in life that you don't understand right away. So like, yes, I grew closer to my grandfather like when this happened, but now that he's getting older, I'm learning things that I never learned before about how he's like super stoked that I was like a pastor, the first pastor in the family, right. when he was sending children to uh, Mex- Mexico for missions trips. When wow. he was like in his thirties, like my yeah. age, yeah. I never even knew that because it was like taboo to talk about that in my family right. because there was like this weird relationship with God. But yeah. so now like Zelda brought us closer together for now me to have that conversation comfortably with him right. versus, well, I'm going to hold on to this one. And that was just part of my life, Absolutely. you know, like which happens. Yeah, so. that's awesome. For a lot of dads, it's, it's hard to, to connect with your kids and talk about, you know, just have a conversation about anything in general and with gaming you know Tommy and I can go into Fortnite and we'll get a win together and it gives us something to just kind of start talking and that leads into other conversations and when when your kids are comfortable to come up and say hey dad you know what about this it it just kind of opens a a barrier for you and your kids to talk and I mean it's it's um it's great to you get board games out with your kids or whatever right you know there's it's it's the challenge piece Plus, it also opens the door for conversation with your kids. And I think that it's great for, for me and Tommy and for Natalie. Natalie likes to, to play uh, um, Minecraft. but uh, So you know, both so that creative world and that competitive world has drawn you together. Sure, sure. It gives, us, it gives us just a, a, a conversation, you know, icebreaker. That's awesome. You know, anytime you want to talk to your kids about something difficult it's it's nice to be able to just hey you know what about that win we had and then it always leads into some kind of conversation about the bible or a life lesson for them so yeah that's fantastic it it, it makes it easier 
Definitely. 100%. See, for us, it's almost like uh, like going to a coffee. You go to a coffee shop. You mm-hmm. get, you're drinking coffee with other people, but you're talking about everything else. Yep. So, like, a year ago, or, like, with a year and a month ago, all me and all my siblings all lived in the same house. One year later, and to, my brother moved across the country. I moved out. Everyone's working now, except for Josh, who's the youngest. This is an avenue for us all to... This is our coffee yeah, shop. You connect. Yeah. yeah. Right. So we're we're not even really talking about the game. We're right. talking about what's going on everybody. How's school going? Right. What's going on out in Oregon? Like, it gives us... We could talk on the phone. Or we could just play video games and just talk about right. life with each other. Yeah. It helps extend the conversation yeah. too. Yeah, that's fantastic. I, I you know, as we as we uh, draw this to a close, for me, even though I'm not in that exact same world, I do look at it and think, you know, if you want to have rich conversations with your family, with your kids about the fanciful things we read in Scripture, right? Giant slayers in Scripture. The first, you know, the the first wizard. You know, we've got Elijah, and he's, you know, he's doing crazy stuff. Or Moses, right? The first, right? He's he's making sticks turn into snakes, and right. and you're like, what? You know. So if you want to have a really rich conversation with your family, or especially with your kids, I think, I think video games and the creativity of video games. Uh, imagine a world for you in which you can in which you can suspend what we call reality for a little while and and see these cool things. You're, you're slaying a dragon, you're rescuing the princess, whatever. And then you jump into the segued conversation that says, you realize that we are God's princess, right? right? It's like, so we are his bride and he has come to rescue us. And he literally does slay a dragon, right? <laughs> Read Revelation, right? right? <laughs> you, know, right. you know, so you're like, Whoa, this is epic. And for me, that that kind of level of, uh, you know, that level of uh, of creativity helps further a conversation along. I yeah. think that's awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you've spent a pleasant hour with us in this <laughs> podcast, The State. Uh, if you're interested in more content like this, we're, uh, we're of course, learning as we go and uh, learning what people want to uh, talk about. So if there's a specific subject that you'd like us to talk about, Go ahead and post it in the comments below, whether this is on uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, or on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button. I'm serious. Hit the subscribe button. Nope, you're still not hitting it. Hit the subscribe button. (laughs) This is important. Hit the bell icon. Whatever you need to do, give us a good rating. Uh, We appreciate you taking the time with us. Have fun. We'll see you next week.